When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The president of Mexico is asking about this deal. Um, his uh, quote was, it's very strange what is going on with the United States with Mr. Villarreal, who is no longer registered among those in custody, custody and we want to know where he is. Uh, there's no reason for him to leave prison because he was condemned to many years unless there was some kind of an agreement. He had been extradited to the U.S. in 2015, sentenced to 49 years in prison. He was being housed at a facility in Florida. He has disappeared from the database. So, uh, it's a bizarre deal as, oh, as, as we're talking sorry. about uh, uh, prison release. That there. sounds like an right. inside job. Uh, you wonder. You, you, you certainly wonder. Uh, it's a bizarre deal. Okay. Um, Snoop, got uh, some fast food note for you. I thought about this because we are next door to a McDonald's. I did mention there's a Whataburger right around the corner from us as well. Snoop, I've been telling you about this deal, about if you got the uh, the app, yeah. you might have a chance to do some stuff. Here's what they got going on right now. <laughs> Today and tomorrow, McDonald's wants you to know nationwide, if you do it through the app, they got 50-cent double cheeseburgers. Ooh. How about that? That is actually pretty <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, they, they got all these deals in December, which includes uh, – BOGO deals on chicken sandwiches, free McNuggets, and they got stuff going on daily through Christmas. And then on top of this discounted food, they're releasing some merch and, again, offering a rare giveaway. Remember I told you about that McGold card? This is right up your alley, Snoop, that can get you free McDonald's for life. Yes. Life. And and, and you say, well, what does that mean? Like twice a week for 50 years pretty good you probably do mcdonald's uh you, you do you do fast food multiple times yeah so i mean i probably fit mcdonald's right? I, need, I eat fast food like 14 times a week so i, I don't know that <laughs> <laughs> they'll only take care of two does that does that also include breakfast yes well you know i try to eat twice a day maybe yeah, i should okay. maybe that's why i'm so All tiny right. but that, well the other reason why i brought it up is because i know how much you like uh Dude, you know, a 50 cent uh, double uh, cheeseburger. That's pretty good. Yeah, and I do love, yeah, biscuit, sausage biscuit. My yeah, favorite. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, we've got a, a couple of weird uh, animal stories there because we've all had these kind of strange things where we've seen uh, with uh, animals and things like that. First of all, a rather unpleasant one here. There was a, a uh, gentleman. In fact, uh, he's described as a snake expert. His name is Kali Ennis. And um, he, he, this, this just came out in uh, Newsweek magazine. Uh, he had painful swelling and uh, some infections in his, it looks like his index finger. Uh, or no, it looks like the middle finger there, actually. All right. And it was the middle finger on his right hand. So, like, every time he was flipping somebody up, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. He, he just had this, there's, the, like, this bump, 
and there was this swelling and there was this pain. If you look at the photograph of it, it looks like we've all gotten a, um, a splinter in our fingers. So we know what that looks like when it kind of bumps up a little bit and you can't get the splinter out or a, a piece of glass or something like that. So, and it can be pretty painful, right? So he'd had that and he had some infections. He said it, it started actually during the pandemic. And he said, I, I noticed a small lump and pain in the middle finger on my right hand. I assumed it was a splinter, but I couldn't see it clearly. So I left it to hopefully work its way out. Well, it didn't happen. Months go by, it's still there. He said, I suffered months of regular swelling and pain in the finger. So ultimately, he said, I gotta go to the doctor and get this checked out. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor tells him that it was a splinter or some foreign object that would eventually work its way out. More months go by. Still doesn't go out. He goes back to the doctor. Doctor examines it again. Doctor says, I'm telling you, it's a foreign object like a splinter or something, and it will work its way out. You're just going to have to keep dealing with it. So uh, he goes on, he described unmerciful, unmerciful pain in his finger. So he said, I got to do some of that. So he goes to a specialized clinic. You know, maybe if he'd gone to Total Men's, you know, they, they, they probably would have been able to figure this out right out of the gate. So he goes to have it. Uh, uh, an object. They couldn't get a, a, a good enough scan for him a while. And he said, while on the waiting list, I got another nasty flare-up. And one night, the pain was so bad, I took a small scalpel blade to myself, and I said, oh. I got to cut this thing out. I hit something hard with the blade as I caught in. I got tweezers and managed to get an end of this object. He pulls it out. You know what he discovered? A snake's fang. No, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. A snake's fang. Uh, this is a, th- this guy was a, a research associate in the zoology department at Trinity College Dublin, uh, and uh, he, he's a lifelong reptile keeper. So he said, so it made sense. He had worked with and cared for a variety of different snake uh, species. He said he did not remember. Uh, a bite where that would have happened. He said, occasionally I get a nip on the finger, uh, what, what what are called friendly bites with snakes, and and said he didn't think anything about it, but that's what it was. He dug a snake's fang out of his finger after over a year. So uh, there was that. All right, got one other thing that got uncovered here. Um, it's hard enough to travel, take it from somebody who just went through this this week. It's hard enough to travel airlines, commercial airlines, and going through TSA and everything that they uh, look through with your bags and stuff. Uh, TSA was examining a backpack going through, and this was in Madison, Wisconsin. And they said, wait a minute, wait, 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 there's something in that backpack. Looking again. It was a dog, a live dog in the backpack. The x-ray shows the dog inside a small black bag and uh, a TSA spokesperson said yesterday, you know, they went through it. Sure enough, the dog was in there. The dog was alive, even though it went through the x-ray. Said the dog was doing fine, was never separated from its owner. Uh, it said the proper way to travel with your pet is you've got your dog, take the pet out of the backpack, walk through to do that. They said that's, that's the way 
to do it. Uh, and, and incidentally, uh, as strange as that may sound, it's not the first time TSA agents have found an animal inside a travel bag. Last month, security officers at JFK and airport, uh, the airport in New York, I just flew into that Sunday night, discovered a live cat trapped inside of checked luggage. They implied the cat saw the open suitcase and jumped in without the traveler noticing. Good Lord. Careful with your pets out there. All right. We have hour number two of Light the Tower coming away from here at the Total Care location, Total Men's Primary Care. Come on out. Get your new or unwrapped toy in the bin here for Toys for Tots as we continue on the horn. At D.B. Wood. And we hope you'll come on out. Uh, Certainly it's a great day to uh, go ahead and schedule that uh, annual physical. Chad Hastings is going to do that. Chad's going to do the physical coming up. I think I think he's doing it tomorrow when we're at the uh, Solco location there on South Congress tomorrow. But we're there tomorrow and we're here today because of the Toys for Tots toy drive. And we hope you'll come out and participate in that uh, all the way up till 7 o'clock tonight here in Georgetown tomorrow in South Congress from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and uh, if you can, we'd love to have you bring a new unwrapped toy for kids from newborn up through 12 years old. Uh, you can also donate online through hornfm.com and our on our community events page. Uh, but this is always that time of year uh, where if you can, and uh, we'd, we'd love to have you be able to drop something off uh, for a kid with our Toys for Tots program. So hopefully uh, you'll get an opportunity to do that. A second hour of the program uh, coming up here in just a moment. We're going to uh, replay an interview. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it this morning. Bucky and Aaron were visiting with Cedric Alexander, the uh, dynamic running back from LBJ, the all-time leading rusher in AISD history. He's headed for Vanderbilt, and uh, and uh, he is one of the finalists uh, in the uh, finalists for the running back position. There'll be two running backs chosen for our all-flex team, and he is one of those finalists, and uh, he'll um, – uh, we'll hear the conversation that he had this morning with Bucky and Aaron. That's coming up in a few minutes. Uh, we hope to, and again, it'll just depend on what's going on uh, down in uh, San Antonio as uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian is supposed to uh, participate in a news conference down there with Kalen DeBoer, the head coach of the University of Washington. I, I say supposed to, and he will, uh, and maybe doing so right now. Jeff Howell checked in with me a few minutes ago and said they were – they were 15, 20 minutes behind and had not even – there were no sign of the coaches Then they hadn't started yet. So hopefully if if uh, if it's completed and Jeff gets a chance to join us, he'll do that before the uh, program is done. And uh, uh, in our uh, first hour of the program, our, uh, our Longhorn Notebook uh, brought to you by uh, uh, the uh, Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender – uh, we were going to mention also that Texas volleyball is underway. In fact, as we speak right now, there is Sweet 16 volleyball action going on at Gregory Gym. It's Minnesota and Ohio State, and they're playing their Sweet 16 match. And then 30 minutes following the completion, it'll be around 1.30 or so, give or take, it'll be Texas against Marquette in, in the Sweet 16. So that is coming up. Uh, at uh, Gregory Gym as uh, they play right now in the NCAA Sweet 16. And uh, Minnesota and Ohio State, two teams, by the way, the Longhorns have already beaten this year. In fact, they opened the season with a win uh, over Ohio State, and then they beat Minnesota in their home opener uh, at Greg Gym. 
So uh, on to the Sweet 16 for the 17th consecutive year for Jared Elliott's club for Texas Volleyball, and they play this afternoon. All right, we'll uh, have more on that coming up and a couple other things as well. We have a Flex 30 update coming up also at the bottom of the hour. But right now, I want to have the opportunity to give you a, a chance to listen to this. A uh, uh, young man who's been most impressive both on and off the field, Cedric Alexander, running back from LBJ, uh, finished up his senior season. They uh, were beaten in the second round of the playoffs by Port Natchez Groves, which, by the way, is a loss that's aging quite well because PNG followed up uh, with more two more playoff victories, including knocking out the number two team in the state, Fort Bend Marshall, last week. And PNG plays Liberty Hill tomorrow night in the state semifinal round. Uh, we, we At the start of the playoffs, we were talking about how magical would it have been if LBJ and Liberty Hill were able to meet in a state semifinal. I don't know that we could have contained Snoop Daniels' enthusiasm had that happened, Snoop, if we'd had an LBJ-Liberty right. Hill State semifinal. Yeah. You'd well, have been – I couldn't have watched it. You've been out of it. control. I'm tell- if, I, if I was at that Vandergrift uh, Dripping Springs game, I don't know what I, w- I would have done physically. My face, I would be half crying, half happy, I guess. Okay, so I've been meaning to ask you a question, okay? Yeah. You, you told me last week, and you followed through with this, you told me that you could not bear to go to the Dripping Springs Vandergrift game because it would just weigh on you too much emotionally, correct? Yes, and whoever was losing, I would be rooting for. Right. So so explain Weird. to me this. How can you skip that one and go to another matchup of Wimberley and Lago Vista? Because Don't you feel for both of those teams as well? I do. I love both of those teams, but I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm much closer to the, the okay. Dripping Springs and Vandegrift communities. Steiner Ranch, okay. Belterra. Okay. Yeah, right, right. I've okay. eaten dinners just, in both of those neighborhoods. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I care about you, Snoop, and so does Linda. And, we, and we've you. talked about this. We think that sometimes you focus more on the heartbreak than the uplifting. You know, you, you, oh, you yeah. focus. We think you focus too much on the defeated team and how hot, bad you feel instead of the joy that you should feel for the team that advanced. I mean, couldn't you tell the, the excitement, the enthusiasm that – that Drew Sanders had, uh, you know, after after he won that. I mean, I we sometimes think that sometimes your enthusiasm for the winner can get clouded by your empathy for the vanquished, for the defeated. You see what I'm saying? Yes, here? I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. I guess so. You are the one, Snoop. You are the one <laughs> who has as your mantra: keep looking up. That's where it all is, right? Yes. Well, if you're looking up. You're looking at Vandegrift winning, hmm. not eliminating Drip, right? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm having a life epiphany. <laughs> I feel like Lucy Van Pelt, psychiatric help five cents, you know, drop the coin in the, in the box. I'm just you. saying. I'm just saying. We want you to feel as much joy for the winner as empathy for the fallen. That's all. And just saying that. So – you know, it didn't work out that way. And and you you were able to do that. I know you feel good about Lago. You think Lago Vista is a sleeping giant, right? They I could do. become the next big thing. Okay, uh, moving up to 4A. And, and it was a great run, them reaching the quarterfinals in their first ever season as a 4A program. So, but you were also happy for Wimberley 
reaching, right? Very, Not getting yes. to the Final Four. Yes, correct. But I think that yeah, you hit it on the nose. Like sometimes my empathy over will overweigh my joy. But now we are going to have that problem because <laughs> we're playing You're other right. people. Yeah, you'll just be universally sad if they all lose, and you'll be <laughs> university uh, universally ecstatic if they all win, or you'll be happy for the ones who win, right? Yes, I'll be like the, okay. like the 6A team or the uh, six-man yes. team, happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except they got beat last week's news. Oh. Happy got knocked out. Well, there goes my so empathy. they're not happy anymore. Empathy's the town without a frown, as they say out there in the Texas panhandle, uh, but they were eliminated. But you know what? We can, we can root for Abbott right there between uh, Waco and Hillsboro. Coach Terry Crawford's team is going to play for a state championship next week. He is the coach, Snoop who changed Linda's tire when she had a blowout on the way back from Dallas a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, Coach in Crawford. Temple. In Temple? Or? It, was in, uh, it was in Abbott. That's why oh, I did it. Well, she, was, she was driving back, had a blowout, managed to pull in to, um, you know, one of those travel plaza areas, uh, you know, truck stop type store thing, called me and said, uh, I got a problem. I've had a blowout. She didn't know how to change a tire. She did have a temporary spare, but did not know how to change a tire. This is at 9 o'clock at night. And I said, all right, let me, let me work on this. Uh, stay by the vehicle or stay in the store or whatever. I'll call you back. So I called our friend Tom Barfield, who, of course, uh, works at uh, uh, ESPN Central Texas there in Waco and does play-by-play. In fact, he'll be uh, – Tom, by the way, Snoop, will be at uh, the Palace on Palmer tonight because he's doing the play-by-play for Mart, and they're in the state semifinal. So I called Tom, and I just wanted suggestions. I said, hey, point me in the right direction. How can I get – is there anywhere where I can get this tire changed? And it's just a temporary. And if we can get it to a shop, be it in Hillsboro or Waco or wherever, and then we can change it. I'm going to come up and get Linda. I'm about to leave. But I just, he said, give me five minutes, and I'll call you back. So he calls me back five minutes later and says, okay, the tire's getting changed. And it's going to be driven to my house, left there, and then you guys can – and then when you get up there, we'll drive it over to this garage. I know we can park it there and get to the morning. And I said, hey, that's great. I said, who's changing the tire? And he said, Terry Crawford. I said, who? <laughs> he said, Terry Crawford. I said, you mean Coach Crawford from Abbott? He said, yeah, he's changing the tire. What? You called Terry Crawford the coach? He goes, yeah, he lives there. I just called him, and he said, I got it. <laughs> And sure enough, Linda sends me a picture, and there's Coach Crawford. He and his wife went out there. And the, by the way, this was in the middle of the pandemic. This was COVID stuff going on, but he went out there, and there's this picture of him smiling and changing. The, I think we're going to have that photograph and another one, the picture that she took, on the telecast next Wednesday uh, as a, as a sidelight of uh, when Abbott is on the field in the state championship round. So um, he changed her tire. And then and – then, she was able to drive it uh, down to Tom's house in Robinson, just south of Waco. I drove up, met him there. We got it to a garage, and then we drove home. And then, sure enough, next day they would, you know, we got a new tire and put it on there. But I, but I always was grateful to Coach Crawford for that. Well, his team is playing for a state championship next Wednesday. It'll be next Wednesday afternoon. They're playing Westbrook, defending state champion. So it's going to be a, a tough ask of Abbott to knock off West uh, Westbrook. That's the game uh, next week. We'll run down the schedule again coming up in our Flex 30 update. But uh, let's go ahead and have that conversation right now, and we'll let you hear it. Bucky and Aaron this morning visiting with the uh, uh, outstanding running back from LBJ 
and headed for Vanderbilt. And that, of course, would be the inimitable Cedric Alexander. Cedric, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hey, 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 it's good to hear from you. Congratulations on a fine career, not just a fine year. And last year, uh, a playing in a championship game. But I know you'd like to be still continuing to play. But my goodness, dude, you have had a lot of carries on your body. Is this a good time for you to rest right now? Uh, yes, sir. It's a great time for me to rest. Uh, I'm an early graduate, so I just want to get get my body healthy. And when I go, get to college, I want to be on my A game. So I want to be rest up. So when I get to college, I'm going to be ready to uh, ready to show out. Are your plans to go to Vanderbilt early? Yes, sir. My plans are to go to Vanderbilt early. All right. Well, that's exciting. Now, listen, let's talk about your year with LBJ. And, and let's just go with you and your record-setting performance. You are the all-time leading rusher in uh, AISD history. That is, I know you're just out there playing and doing and playing the game you love, but that, uh, that's that got to mean a lot for you and your family and the community of, of what you've done with LBJ. Yes, sir. It means a lot to me. I mean, uh, everybody that contributed in my life and, like, just been watching me watching me throughout my life and to see the things that I'm doing, like, it shows them that I'm a great man and the things that I do on and off the field, uh, especially on the field, you see, like breaking records. Not not too many can, not too many people can break records. So it's something special for me and the people that I love and the people that support me. Well, I know Coach Fenner's very happy with you, and and he's he's looked after you. But you've done some wonderful things. I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed watching you play. And for a guy that I've now put up almost make, making you five foot ten when you're maybe not being that. Let me just say this: you're a young guy playing running back that goes on the attack. You don't shy away from contact whatsoever. So be careful of that as you get get to Vanderbilt in the SEC. I know you won't shy away from it, but you don't always have to take some of those crazy hits because you give up your body an awful lot, my friend. Yes, sir. I do give up my body, but I feel like when I put the team on my back, I feel like we're successful. So I feel like whatever I got to do to uh, be successful for me and the team, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it on my back. And you certainly did that uh, with Coach Fenner. Now, talk about your coaching staff and your team. I mean, you guys made an incredible run a year ago all the way to the state championship. This year you ran into that tough PNG team, but have to be proud of what you guys have accomplished at LBJ over the last few years as a team. Yeah, I'm very proud of everyone. I'm proud of my staff. I'm proud of my teammates. The staff, I've been with Coach Fenner all four years, so it's been a blessing to be, uh, him being my coach for four years. Got great uh, building relationships and stuff like that. It's, just, it's a blessing. And then my teammates, I had a lot of teammates that stayed with me for the, for the whole four years, uh, winning district as a freshman and stuff like that. We had our whole, basically half of our whole district, half of our whole freshman team still playing with me. It's a blessing to have those people for four years. And Cedric, what do you what do you what do you plan on studying when you go to Bandy? Uh, I had switched majors, so I'm I'm planning on studying education because I want to be a coach, a teacher, and a coach. Well, that's that's fantastic, young man. It really, really is. Hey, Cedric, what led you to Vanderbilt? Obviously, it's a it's a SEC school and a D1 offer. But uh, have you visited? And uh, what'd you like about the campus? And I, I was actually just there in September. We were in Nashville visiting, and a really beautiful campus right uh, uh, near downtown. What did you like about that school? Man, I love the campus. I went on an unofficial and unofficial. Uh, both experiences was great. Um, I mean, what made me fall in love with Ben is really like the coaching staff and like the things that they had planned for me. I'm just, I'm just ready to get in there and work. I mean, Vanderbilt they showed me love early. Not too many schools showed me love early, and they're one of the SEC school, great academic school, something that I want to be a part of, and that's where I'm going to be. Next semester. Let us know what you're going to work on. What are, what, are the, what are some of the things you want to work on before you get to Vanderbilt? What are what are things that I know you're you're very good at a lot of things, but there's got to be some things that you really really work want, would like to work on before you get there. Um, uh, so uh, I just want to work on my uh, on 
everything. I feel like I can make everything better than what it is because mm-hmm. nothing is old. Nothing is at, nothing is at its highest point. That's that's for everybody. Nothing is at its highest point. So all you can do is get better at everything. Um, specifically, one of the things I probably need to work on is um, to I'll say pass blocking. I feel like I can get better at pass blocking. When I get that down, I think I'll be. Uh, 100% back. Yeah, don't let your coaches, don't let your running back coach or anybody ever say to you that, you know what, he's still young, he doesn't know how to pass protect. You go in there knowing how to pass protect. You can get that all straightened up before you step foot on that campus and play one down of football. There shouldn't be an excuse that you can't play because you can't pass protect. Yes, sir. All right, uh, Cedric Alexander. Hey, man, congratulations. And let's, uh, we'll obviously reveal the, uh, the All-Flex team coming up on Tuesday. And uh, we're excited about that, and uh, we'll see if you get there. Six guys, and there are a lot of good running backs in this area. I know you're proud to be in that six, and uh, we'll let you know for sure. But, man, congratulations on a great career and great conversation this morning. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. That was our Flex 30 update, but I'll also give you again the start times for the area teams in action on Saturday. Westlake, Galena Park, North Shore, Rice Stadium, Houston, 3 o'clock. That is a KBBO live telecast. You can watch that if you're not going down there at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. 6A Division 2. Vandegrift, Katie in the Alamo Dome at 1 o'clock. You can hear it on 101.9 and AM 1260. Uh, coverage beginning at 1230 in 5A Division II. Liberty Hill and Port Natchez Groves tomorrow night. Legacy Stadium in Katy, 4A D2. Wimberley and Quero meeting in the Alamo Dome at 3 o'clock. And again, I'll throw this in as a bonus because it's in the area tonight in 2A Division II. Burton is taking on top-ranked Mart at Kelly Reeves Athletics Complex at 7 o'clock. All right, up next, we're going to have our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe will join us live from San Antonio coming off uh, Sark's news conference with Kalen DeBoer, the Washington Huskies head coach. Meanwhile, we'll ask you to continue. Come on out and donate to the Toys for Tots uh, program. Chad Hastings just showed up and he brought these cool Star Wars Lego toys that he dropped into the bin as well. We hope you can do that. Uh, You can just bring a new unwrapped toy from any age, uh, uh, boys or girls, from newborn up to 12 years of age. We'll continue with Light the Tower from Georgetown here at the Total Men's Primary Care location here at Williams Drive and D.B. Wood. On the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. When it comes to football, there's no better place to raise your team spirits than at Specs. Specs has you covered from end zone to end zone with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From beer, spirits, and wine to chips and dips, Specs is your one-stop shop to come out on top with the biggest score of the game. Because when it's football season at Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. So we've been telling folks uh, to, to come on out here uh, to Total Men's and to donate to uh, the Toys for Tots program. In fact, even as I say this, I see my lovely wife, Linda, walking up with a toy to donate right there into the bin there for toys for tots. So, so coffee's on me, Lynn. Uh, I'll tell you that. Anyway, uh, you know, this is also a great time to use those health care benefits 
before they expire, the use it or lose it thing. I know Chad Hastings is going to get his annual physical done. You can get the free annual physical as well. Go to TotalMens.com for any of the 20-plus area, greater Austin area locations, including the one right here in Georgetown, and you can get that annual physical, but they can also help you with a variety of other health-related issues. TotalMens.com. It's Total Men's primary care, the doctor's office just for men. Hey, it's Bucky, and with my messed up back, getting the right support has always been super difficult. Jeff Howe and Snoop Daniel light the tower. We continue with light the tower. On the horn, coming away from Georgetown here at the Total Care facility of Total Men's Primary Care with the Toys for Tots program. Tomorrow we'll be down south, SoCo location here on South Congress tomorrow. Uh, and I'll have my co-host with me, which brings us to our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. A Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock. The home loan expert, see if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that is to help you get that home loan approval turned around just like that. It was our, our home on just a couple of miles from here uh, in Georgetown. She is your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. That's B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. Now, uh, just one scheduling update. We had to um, do a little bit of rearranging when Greg Tepper was unable to join us uh, this morning, he will be on with us tomorrow morning uh, at 11.10. That's when we'll have Greg Tepper to uh, preview the state semifinal games that are going on. But we have our Longhorn Notebook and on cue and on schedule. Jeff Howe joining us from the Alamo City, where we'll all be hunkered down in uh, about three weeks. For In fact, it is, yeah, three weeks from the day is the Alamo Bowl game between Texas and Washington. The head coach is down there at Sunterra. And that's where Jeff Howe was this morning. How you doing, partner? Good. I'm on, on my way back home already. So it was a nice, nice, tiny press conference. Uh, it's hard to get out of there. He's a busy man. Uh, he's got some, had some in-home visits yesterday. He's out recruiting today as soon as he's done with some Alamo Bowl obligations. So he's just kind of blowing and going right now. Yeah, I, I had somebody ask me, were Sark and Kalen DeBoer taking part in the golf event they had out there to raise money for scholarships? I said, likely not. Not at this point where it's uh, where things are so critical to get done with these in-home visits and wrapping up the early signing period stuff. How about the news conference? How things with that? I know you, you had texted it was a little delayed getting started, but once it got going, things got going? Yeah, uh, I don't know, Craig, if there's a, a whole lot of substance to take away from it. I mean, the, the main thing that obviously, you know, there was a couple of beat writers there. We had some questions, and I think one of them is, you know, has anybody said they're not playing in the bowl game? And Sark said those conversations are ongoing. It's like portal conversations are still ongoing. And I think Sark framed it pretty well with some of these guys are going through. Look, I mean, all these guys love Texas. You know, even a guy like Logan Parr that's jumping in the portal any day now. Uh, got a degree from Texas, love Texas, but these, these guys have futures. They've got to think about it. And then do they want to continue their football career? And if they do, does that need to happen somewhere else? Uh, just like B. John Robinson's decision, does he go pro? Does he stay? If he goes pro, does he play in the bowl game? Does he practice? Uh, so a lot of things we've got to weigh. And Sarge said a couple times, that we're, 
we're taking it day by day, right? But I, the, the main thing I took away from today, Craig, was just getting kind of both coaches' early thoughts. And I know they probably haven't had a chance to, to break down tape and, and watch tape yet on the other side. But, yeah, Kalen DeBoer said his staff's done more film watching than he has. Uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer said he's just impressed with how balanced Texas is kind of in all phases. And then I asked Sarge about Washington, and he just said they score a lot of points, man. That's a that's a powerful offense, and, and we know how good the Texas defense has been, Craig. And I think the good thing for that side is, you know, when we're talking about guys maybe skipping bowl games or whatever, uh, I haven't heard about it coming from the defensive side. So I think it's going to be a, a full-tilt Texas defense. You know, Michael Penix is coming back next year. He'll be a quarterback for Washington. So I think that matchup, Craig, right now, I don't know if you agree with me or not, I think that's kind of the matchup to watch. And this one, I watched the offense against that Texas defense. I, I totally agree with you there. I was going to ask you about if, if if he had anything specific to say. Like you said, neither side had probably gotten into a great deal of uh, video breakdown, but I'm, I'm sure the staff and the quality control uh, GAs and everybody else has done all that sort of stuff. But just the mere fact, we saw what Michael Penix did when he was quarterbacking Indiana, let alone when he got to the University of Washington. And uh, we've talked at length about – uh, the challenge that, uh, you know, mobile, versatile quarterbacks can pose for defenses. And uh, and yet the Longhorns have done pretty well against some of those mobile quarterbacks down the stretch of the regular season as the uh, as the season has gone along. And there's the added wrinkle, Jeff, of PK. Here's Pete Kwiatkowski going back up, uh, going up against the, the uh, school where he was the defensive coordinator, being the D.C. going up against him. Yeah, there's a lot of ties in this game. I mean, a lot of talk today about Sark's tenure at, at UW. And, uh, you know, he, I thought it was interesting because, you know, he was asked on, on one of the chat questions uh, that was said, just kind of read to him, uh, how old is a coach? I think we all know, look, Sark, Sark left in late 2013, left Washington to take the USC job. I think we all know Sark's evolved a lot personally and professionally since then, but I, I thought it was neat that he said, you know, hey, when you take a job as a head coach, your goal is to leave it better than when you found it. And when he got to Washington, they were 0-12 the year before he got there. So I, really, I don't think there's any question he left in the better spot, but we got Sarn's history there, PK's history, Jeff Choke was on Chris Peterson's staff at UW. Uh, not that it's a direct Washington type, but Jeff Banks played at Washington State, so he, he knows at least those are from the Apple Cup rivalry side of things. So a lot of, a lot of neat ties in this game. A- absolutely. And then uh, from the, the Texas offensive side, like the, the, the unknowns as yet uh, about who would play in the ball game, who might. Let me ask you a question. I, I'm, um, I'm curious about this and curious to get your thoughts because I haven't heard you weigh in on this. I understand. I completely understand the questions folks would have with regard to B. John Robinson and, you know, if he's going to go pro, does he play in the bowl game, as you mentioned, that sort of thing. Um, I understand the reason for the question when folks might offer the same question about Roshan Johnson. Uh, there is the draft coming up, and he might have a, a chance to make a roster, especially as being the special teams demon that he is. However, and I would only add this, is that knowing Roshan as I've gotten to know him, and you've interviewed him many, many times and understand, knowing the type of competitor that he is, would you be surprised if he didn't play in the bowl game? We're talking about Bijan or Roshan? You broke out a little bit. Roshan. Roshan. 
Um, I think the bigger thing with Rose, I think if he's healthy, he will. But that's the big thing. Like, look, we knew he wasn't right leading up to Bayern, and I think it was going to take, you know, bone sticking out of skin for him to not play in that game or something along those lines. Um, I think if he's healthy, I, I would be surprised if he didn't play. Uh, I, I, to me, I think it's more of an actual health thing than a precaution thing with Roe, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. That, that's You and I are, are in lockstep on that because if he's healthy, knowing the guy that he is, knowing the teammate that he is, knowing the leader that he is, I would be very surprised if he's healthy. And that's, that's the big if. But if he's healthy, I'd be very, very surprised if he did not play in this game. I, I'm, uh, and and I'm, I stand ready to be completely surprised if it happens. The, the, I'm talking about the way he's constructed from the inside, not about you know what's down the road and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the leader he is and what he demanded from his teammates in those players-only meetings that a lot was made of earlier in the year and the leader that he's been and the leader that his teammates have said that he is. So if you're a leader on all of that sort of stuff, it would almost stand the reason, especially getting to know him as we had, that I'd be surprised if he was not playing in the game, if he's healthy, and that's the big if there, I would think. Yeah, I, I do think, Craig, one thing bowl, bowl season does, it gives you an opportunity, and you've been around this long enough to know, this is kind of when you start to turn the page from the 2022 team to start looking ahead to 23. Not just in terms of things you usually think about, like depth chart, uh, but, you know, who are your leaders going to be? next year when some of these guys leave. And bowl season the time, it's a time for a guy like like a Tavondre Sweat, uh, like a Jaron Thompson, uh, like a Jalen Ford, uh, to where you're going to lose some of these voices. And now it's, it's you know, borrow a phrase from the James Cockman of the program, uh, it's time for these guys to sit at the head of the table, you know, and and this is when they're going to start making that transition. Uh, so that that's a big part of it. Yeah, we can talk about, you know, the young guys, because of the way the depth chart's shaking out and guys leaving through the portal, uh, it's a really big bowl season for a guy like Malik Murphy now that he's the number two quarterback. We've had some guard in the portal. Uh, you know, the young offensive linemen, sorry, talked about those guys today. We can talk about that, and those are very valid points, and I'll certainly hit on them, but don't lose sight of the fact that this is when the guys that are going to be your leadership core for the 2023 team, these next few weeks are going to be when, when that stuff starts to take shape. Totally agree with you uh, on that. Uh, uh, Jeff, what did Sark say is the next step on what the practice plan is in the run-up to the bowl game in terms of them hitting the field and, and, and what they'll look at in the coming weeks? Yeah, they'll be on the field tomorrow, Craig. You don't know if that's going to count as an official practice or if it's just kind of a workout type deal, but they'll they'll get started by Friday. They'll be full go in the bowl practices. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy for Sark. It's going to be those times we've heard. I mean, pick your coach. Mac Brown's talked about it. Tom Herman's talked about it over the years. Uh, you know, there might be a practice where the head coach might not be there. And it, it might be assistant coaches running the practice because, uh, you know, he might be out recruiting. I mean, I, I asked Sark, you know, about prioritizing things right now. And he said, hey, that's just it. I, I've got to prioritize. And he said the players understand, you know, there might be some days where uh, recruiting takes precedence. There might be some days where team stuff takes precedence. There might be days like I said, the, the conversa- attrition conversations are still ongoing. There might be a day where that needs to take precedence. So he just said he's got to take it day by day, try not to get too consumed with it and, and go. But as far as the practice goes, uh, they'll be doing, they've been doing some kind of workout type stuff. They'll still be doing that tomorrow, but by Friday, 
they'll be uh, they'll be full go in the bowl prep. All right. Hey, uh, drive it back careful. Uh, look forward to seeing you at Total Men's. A little, further, a little closer to your, as Chevy Chase would say, neck of the nape down in uh, South Austin on SoCo tomorrow morning. Hey, I don't know if you told the listening audience yet, but, like, you and I were in New York, quote, unquote, together for a couple of days and never saw each other. <laughs> I, I could see you from a distance. You sent a great photo. A yeah, you sent a great photo of some chicken parm you had at a great Italian restaurant. I'm here to say right now, and this isn't even remotely close, you had a far better trip to the Big Apple than I did. A far better uh, trip. I'm just... Yeah, and I didn't even get to tell you that uh, the last remaining Carnegie Deli location is actually at MSG. So that's what I had for dinner uh, on Tuesday night. So, yeah, based on our phone conversation, I didn't even throw that part in. But, yeah, I think I think my trip went much better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? And 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 I saw that Carnegie Deli location there on the concourse and I thought but I was racing back and forth between the broadcast location and getting down to the locker room to do pregame and then postgame interviews uh <laughs> with Chris Beard. So I saw it. I thought about you, I thought about me. I'm glad you got to avail yourself of it. Good deal there. Yeah. Right. It was uh other than the outcome of the game, everything was great and then what Right, then the game happened, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey uh, drive careful. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Yep, see you tomorrow, Craig. All right, Jeff Howe on his way back from San Antonio, the Sark and Kalen DeBoer News Conference, uh, and um, he'll be with me tomorrow morning. We'll be at the Total Men's South location down on South Congress as we continue this Toys for Tots uh, toy drive for kids from newborn up to 12 years of age. Hope you can come by and drop off a new unwrapped toy here at this location. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition and tell you about tomorrow here on Life the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hey, it's E. Hogan, and I want to introduce you to Data Savior. Did you know that 95% of businesses are small businesses, and most of them do not have a dedicated IT professional on staff? Are you as protected as you should be? Loss of your data can cause a financial disaster. That's why you need Data Savior. That's going to wrap it up for today, but not from here, just for this program, because stay tuned, because Chad and Zay are here. They both brought toys for the toys for tots by the way get your name in a registration bin for a gift card to get a pair of those beautiful chisos boots they have going on as well if you come on out here to total men's tomorrow we're at we'll be at the total men's south congress location continuing with toys for tots so we will be doing that tomorrow morning and hope you'll join us out there also greg tepper will be on with us uh, tomorrow to preview the high school state championship snoop thanks uh, have a good time tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll look forward to that. All right. Uh, for all of us here, I'm Craig Way. Stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next here from Total Men's as we continue on the Horn. 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. With the holiday season upon us, you can bring in the holidays by breaking out the hot cat tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila. And